0: Hello there and welcome to this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast, I'm Niall Brown. On this episode of the podcast I'm joined by writer, film critic and visual artist Jalen Sala. A woman of many talents, Jalen is a passionate film lover with a keen insight into multiple genres. When she joined the podcast, we decided to have a focus on horror films, a genre which she is an avid fan of. Delving deep into what frightens her, we look at a selection of thrilling films. Including Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead, Werner Herzog's Nosferatu and Jennifer Kent's The Babadook. Now the great thing about this podcast is that I get the opportunity to talk to different people about a variety of films. It's a fascinating way to get to know them and I hope that you find it as interesting as I do. Now before we get into my conversation with Jalen I have to note that we recorded this interview over Zoom. And there were a few little technical difficulties along the way but it shouldn't be enough to ruin your enjoyment of our discussion. Anyway, as always, I hope you enjoy what we have to talk about. Well, thank you for joining me on the Movies and Focus podcast.
1: Thank you, too. Thank you so much. So,
0: uh, firstly, before we get into to the reason why you're here, which is to talk about your three favourite horror films, tell me a bit about yourself.
1: Okay, well, I'm... My name is Jailan Salah, and I'm a visionary artist, poet, published poet, and um, a film critic, sort of, a movie enthusiast, uh, a published author, um, and an editor. Uh, This is me. I just love movies. I love art. I love participating in artistic projects, and um, I just love talking about movies all the time, I think, too much.
0: Great. You're in the right spot for that. (laughs) So... (laughs) You you said sort of previously that you're a big horror movie fan in particular. Yeah. What is I'm it not- about horror movies that you like?
1: Well, I'm not that brave, you know, I'm not that a bit of a brave person, but I think horror movies push me to the limit. So they kind of like push me to the edge and show me things that I'm, Usually not comfortable with, and I love, you know, like getting out of my comfort zone, seeing things that make me cringe, that make me recoil in fear or in disgust. I'm I'm all for that because I want to experience all the human experiences first of all, yeah. and second of all, I think that horror taps into our psyche, into the collective psyche of society, of what it means to be a person, like sex, like everything. So horror movies are just at the epitome of that but shown in the strangest, goriest, most exploitative way ever.
0: I don't know the movies you've chosen, and I purposely did that just just so we could go through and and discuss them. The first film you want to talk about is...
1: The first film I want to talk about is The Evil Dead, the 1981 version directed by Sam Raimi. The original Evil Dead.
0: The original. Right. Why the original and not the sequel slash uh, sequels slash remix? So let's begin with that question. <clears throat>
1: because uh, for me, like nothing will top that. Like none of them. Okay, some of them are really good. Like I like Evil Dead Part Two. I really liked um the twenty thirteen remake. Army of Darkness is really hilarious, but nothing will top the original for me. It was the first one that I saw and the first one that I loved, and the experience. I couldn't reciprocate it. Like I couldn't get something just like that again. So this is why I wanna talk about this one in particular.
0: Right, so when did you first see it and how old were you?
1: i was i think about 12 13 and i watched it at my house i had i hosted like a sleepover movie party and i used to do this a lot with my friends my mom is like the kind of welcoming mother who's like bring your buddies and just get here and she would make cookies and we would just watch it and i didn't really want to watch it because i was very scared kid i'll tell you that but one of my friends was major horror fan like she was just watching extremely scary stuff when she was like nine or ten and she was like okay guys you gotta watch the evil dead and i'm like no and they knew i had the best movies because my dad would always get you know like vhs tapes and dvds and stuff like that from his friends more than other friends of mine so i was like no guys come on they don't have to see it. and she's like no, no, no we have to see it you guys i saw it before i'm gonna tell you it's so safe it's normal and it was a nightmare like we sat in stunned silence throughout the runtime of the movie and I don't don't think I was at the time my brain wasn't thinking something like this was capable of being on screen like what is this madness like what is this insanity how did they get those voices like for me it wasn't sound effects no it was voices like what did the actors do to make their voices sound so creepy and the faces and the jump scares and all the gore so it was a nightmare I couldn't I think we watched it on DVD so I couldn't just like open the laptop or the computer for weeks after and I think when they left I opened like a music track that I liked and just stayed listening to it to get it out of my system I was so scared like it was so scary so I couldn't forget about this experience ever to this day it's one of the most intense viewing experiences of my life
0: is it a film you return to
1: yeah when i want to scare myself or when i want to feel like i'm alive like let me watch the evil dead and just at least glimpses you know like favorite scenes and stuff like that these are the things that i go back to throughout the years in the beginning of course i stayed like for two three years i couldn't even imagine watching it again never i told myself "Uh uh-uh no but now as i'm trying to analyze horror and write more about it i would go back to it just for kicks for fun (laughs)
0: And do you like Sam Raimi's other movies? I mean, because he sort of obviously started off very low budget in horror and then he sort of moved into big blockbuster films. Do you still watch Sam Raimi movies or are you a purist and just like his his earlier scary stuff?
1: Yeah, I like his earlier scary stuff, but I just like, of
0: course, his Drag Me to Hell. I think that's one of his best movies in the last... I love it. Years.
1: Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell is one of those movies where you feel like, it taps into certain fears that you have, like you have this fear of old lady, okay, at least as a child, you know, like this and this creepy aunt, someone living on your street, maybe someone homeless who used to walk and didn't know where they came from, so I think it played on that perfectly, besides, I think it's kind of like the fear of a good person, like if you're raised like a good kid, and the fear of making something, you know, like brave for the first time, and how you're like getting paid for it, like, you know, when all your friends seem to know how to escape school and just jump off school. And you're the one trying to be with them and then you get caught. So I feel it has, it taps into that scary fear and it's well-made, it's really well-made. Like, yeah. it's some hilarious, funny, gory scenes. So it kind of taps me into the Evil Dead era.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and that ending where you sort of, you think it's all over and it's not, so. I
1: know, <laughs> and it's just so bad, but also so good.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite sort of Raimi movies as well, because uh, I think he sort of got carried away with the superhero stuff in the last sort of few years. So that's kind of the only pure Raimi movie I think we've had since yeah. the 90s sometime. So we've had Evil Dead.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree.
0: We've had Evil Dead. What's number two on your list?
1: Yes. Sorry? Number two is Baba Baba Babadook. Babadook. Babadook yes the Baba Duke. yeah by jennifer kent because this movie is really good it's now like it's an elevated level of horror now like we're talking evil Dead, where it's all gore and fun and just comedy and just slashing people each other but this movie taps into really for me what i feel is is fear of motherhood which a lot of women have and they're not brave enough to admit and at the same time it's depression, like it's the first time that I saw depression manifested on screen. Like for me, not because of depression. Even when you see the ending, it doesn't go away. Because people who are depressed would know, like me, that you don't just, you kind of like put it on a leash or it's there in the corner waiting for some hidden trauma for something to happen and then it comes back again. And it depends, the size depends on your state. Like sometimes depression is just the size of the whole room, sometimes it's so tiny and small, it's the back of your head. So for me, Babadook was that great thing about depression, how to showcase mental problems on screen, show them visually and through great storytelling and great acting. So this is my number two.
0: Yep, and I mean, it's a great film. And I've actually watched, I've seen it a couple of times, but the first time I watched it, after I'd, I'd finished, I thought to myself, this film, could be a, a different genre and you would still keep large portions of what it is you know it could be a serious drama it just happens to have these horror elements in it
1: totally agree totally agree totally agree it's it's a great it's a very well made movie like it's well made it has the horror element but it's well made like a serious movie, like this could have been you know like submitted for prizes or something at least writing and stuff like that but
0: well that's I it
1: don't and... Yeah, yeah, I love know, the horror that, genre uh, at the awards season.
0: Yeah, and none of that, great performances. You know, the, the sort of you look at the acting in it and it's phenomenal. Perfect, amazing. Either the
1: kid or the mother.
0: Well, that's, I mean, child actors can be very hit and miss, you know, but yes. that kid was fantastic, you know.
1: Some of them are terrible and some are just so good.
0: Yeah. This is what um, I feel
1: like. They're either great and you feel so emotionally connected to the kid or you just want it like, uh-uh.
0: That's it. Some can be very, very precocious, you know. And you're like, "Oh God, I, I know yeah. you've done four thousand <laughs> adverts on TV."
1: I don't give a shit. <laughs> Acting is not for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah,
0: but that's what it's like, you know. And um, I, years before I actually saw the Babadook, I saw a um a short film that uh, Jennifer Kent had made, and again, it was about sort of grief and loss. Um, I, the, the name of it, I forget, I'll, I'll sort of send it to you. I think it's, it's available mm-hmm. online anyway, the video. Um, but it's, it's a fanta- again, a fantastic short film that has horror elements, but it's, it's, it's a very sort of different beast to what you expect in these sorts of genres.
1: Oh my God. Wow.
0: So yeah, definitely worth
1: it. Wow. wow yeah,
0: She's a great director, you know, you know, and, and writer. Oh God.
1: I and, and totally agree, I totally agree. Well, and I need to see this short film because I love seeing the beginning, like what permeated that, so please put yeah. it my way.
0: But yeah, no, definitely. I, I think I saw this short film festival years ago and I'll dig I'll out, I'll, I've, I've got something written about it somewhere, so I'll, I'll fire it your way. Um, but yeah, the other thing about the Babadook, which I find unbelievable, is they haven't made a Babadook 2
1: Oh my gosh, Niall, can you repeat this? Because this was all like lost in the aesthetic of this. No worries. (laughs) I want to cry. Yeah. I was like, waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? What? Oh, oh. It's something that I can work on or not. Please repeat it. What is the other thing that's fascinating?
0: One of of the things I'm amazed at is they haven't made a Babadook 2.
1: I wanna cry. What is going on? Is it me? This is the funniest horror movie episode ever. Oh, what is going on with us? Why are it, we breaking up?
0: Can you is hear me now? Me?
1: Yes, now perfectly. Just send yep. me because I feel so suspenseful, like oh. on the edge of my seat. Like, yeah, there are good things about like Babadook. I'm like, mm, yeah. What is it, Niall? I, I, and I, Niall I, I hope it, I hope it's
0: worth listening to. They haven't made the Babadook too You don't get that again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The universe. Wait. Okay. So the other thing about the Babadook.
0: They haven't made the Babadook two.
1: Which is the best thing in the world? Leave it alone, Hollywood. Leave it alone, please. Get your hands off, you Soviet Mongols.
0: But you yeah. you think of all the horror what characters that we've had over the years, and I, I think it's strange that they haven't went, oh, we're going to make a series of these things. So somebody's done something right with the rights.
1: Finally, 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 they keep something you know intact for us to remember without feeling like, oh, oh, do you remember, you know, like Babadook 2 or 3? Oh. You know, yeah. when you feel like, oh my gosh, this was the worst. They ruined the story. They ruined, you know, like the future of the characters for me. Like, for me, just leave them. I know they will keep him chained in the basement forever. Full stop. stuck. Or maybe yep. the kid will kill his mother at the end.
0: Well, <laughs> there's, there's always that going on as well. So uh, that, that's the other sort of layer to all this thing about what is going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe they're saving the Babadook too until the kid's 40 and he's got his own
1: kids maybe you never know yeah definitely it will come up it will come up at some time yeah when the rights are over
0: <laughs> well that's it where there's money to be made now that there's this actor strike on and writer strike they're probably going to be trolling through everything to sort of see what works on streaming
1: yep totally totally whatever they can milk out yep. of art to be honest this is how i view it
0: well that's the way because we
1: don't need like a fast Five or Fast Ten, like we don't need Fast and Furious Ten, like okay and no there. But why? Like I don't think we need this in the universe, like in the collective universe of filmmaking. But you know,
0: somebody's making money from it. So once they stop making money, then they'll uh, they'll 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 go for something else, and then they'll then they'll milk that dry, and they'll go on to something else after that. Yep.
1: Thankfully they left this one for us, you know.
0: Yes, so far. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they announce the sequel tomorrow.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, Don't listen to us, please, yeah. please. <laughs> We're just goofing around. Don't make Babadook 2, we'll kill you.
0: So we've had Evil Dead, we've had the Babadook, and what is number three on your list?
1: Alright, oh, right. Number three is Nosferatu the Vampire, okay? Directed what? by Werner Herzog. Because I've watched the F.W. More no One, which is great in the 30s. I think, I hope I'm getting it right in the 30s. And then I watched this one. And Isabel Adjani, I find her a very beautiful French actress, but she also scares me. Like, she appeared in Possession and scared me. Yes. And in this version, in this remake, she's so scary. Her eyes scare me even scarier than the thing is. Of course, it's very well made. And it's a great vampire movie. Yeah. And I find it very creepy and very effective. And I love vampires so much. I've loved them since I was a kid, probably. Uh, reading, you know, like these short vampire fiction that we had in our library. Yeah. But this one was a very special vampire movie. Very The use of the lighting and, you know, like the darkness versus the light. Um, the shadows her. The use of her, she's perfect, you know. Like, um, I'm not gonna say damsel, of course, I don't view her as a damsel, but I feel like she's a horror gothic queen, like, she's this horror icon. It's great to see fear in her eyes and on her face. She portrays horror perfectly. So, for me, she was great. Just watching her scared, I feel scared as well. Just watching her getting nightmares, I feel like this woman is. Damn. Life is better than hers, at least. So,
0: could I you, love this movie. That was that was your turn to. Could, to could you?
1: Stuff.
0: You you frozen again? Could you repeat that? Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just okay. Starting from, tell me, and I'll do the whole thing. Um, about just her, the
0: the, and the Isabel and Johnny bit that you 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 just said.
1: Okay, Isabel and Johnny is the perfect. I'm not gonna say horror movie actress i'm not gonna say damsel she's no damsel for me she's a great horror movie icon you know like a gothic queen like just this character she perfectly portrays horror like when you see her beautiful blue eyes and see her scared you feel scared yourself like you feel this woman is in torment she is suffering and i've seen her in a lot of movies because i love french cinema but she portrayed the perfect antithesis to Nosferatu, the vampire, and I don't know they're remaking now with Lily Depp, and I'm like Lily Depp, you guys, I can't get like um, Isabel out of my mind. She is perfect. She's just perfection. I'm if it had been only the 30s one, okay, because you didn't have that prominent female figure, but now that you've had it in this movie. I mean, and it's such a stylistic movie too, it's so artistic, perfect use of lighting, perfect use of shadows, perfect use of the horror elements, so I don't know, it's just great in my book.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the the original sort of uh, the black and white version, the, the silent version, but I'm a, a big fan of the Herzog version as well. It's one of the few times you kind of go, somebody's taken a really iconic film and Put a spin on it and it feels fresh.
1: Yes, definitely. This is what I felt. He put he don't touch on it. Like when you hear this song cover and you feel like, yeah, I love the original, but damn, the new artist knew what they were doing. Thank you. This is the same.
0: Yeah, and the, the casting as well. Like you said, I mean, it, like Isabella Anjani looks like a silent movie actress. Like you were saying, you know, the the, the expressions on her face and her eyes.
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. Like, look at her. She's just, she's not just beautiful. There's something ethereal, phantom about her that makes you scared. And also at the same time taken, like, wow, what a beauty, but a beauty not from our time, you know, like an iconic figure. So works perfectly in this genre and in this particular film.
0: Well, that's an, another great thing about it is the the, the setting, sort of the, the actual, I, I presume it was shot in Germany, but the locations in the village that it was shot in, I think looks fantastic. You know, it really does look 200 years old or whatever
1: it is. Very, very. And to think that there are parts of the world where you can do a movie from another era, is just spectacular. Like, wow, taking a trip down memory lane, I think.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think it's huge. And like you said, I can't imagine, Uh, the new version um is going to sort of stack up because you've had one iconic version another iconic version they're not going to strike third time lucky i don't think
1: no i don't think so and i mean okay for me first of all the the casting for the new nosferatu movie is just it's so crowded who are these people like in the past it was nosferatu it was I think Jonathan Harker and Mina, and like, yeah. you have her, her, yeah, just three iconic people, the only people we need in this story, okay, I don't need more, but now it feels like it's a bus; like, everybody's whooping in, you know, like, every day I have a costume, <laughs> what is yeah. this, Nosferatus, Le Vampiris, who are they, who are these people, like, why are they here, besides, Lily Death, no offense, but seriously, Lily Death is a regular actress, you know what I mean, like, there's nothing iconic about her. She could be good in certain roles, but you know an iconic actor when you see him. Like yep. there are actors like Florence Pugh. I'm looking at this young actress and I feel like she's going to be Kate Winslet level someday because she has something. You can feel it, she has something in her, but not Lily that. and I'm like, no, sorry.
0: No, I mean, not, not to wave the, uh, the nepotism flag, but you kind of think, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know is she only there because of who her parents are you know yes <laughs> <laughs> you said that not me <laughs> speaking of Nosferatu have you ever watched Shadow of the Vampire with um, Willem Dafoe playing Max Shrek about the making of the original
1: Nosferatu no! I have it on my watches, but now you're making me very excited to go and watch it. i put it like very high up. It's,
0: I mean, I've seen it a few times and I think it's really good. It's, it's, it's a bit weird because it places the emphasis on the fact that Max Schreck playing Count Orlok really was a vampire and that they hired a real vampire no. to play the vampire, which causes all sorts of havoc on set. So that's sort of the the, the concept behind the film. It's, it's a really good companion piece to sort of both of those films.
1: I have to watch, but first of all, I love Willem Dafoe so much and I found him really sexy. I love his teeth. So yeah, I'm, I'm insane like that. But the concept that you're telling me, this is something that I want to stink my teeth into. So I got to watch it like first thing.
0: Yeah, you probably won't find Willem Dafoe sexy in this, but you I'm know, so excited
1: yeah. in these stories and these backdrop stories.
0: Yeah, though, it. and it's a really quirky one as well. So highly, highly recommend it as a good companion piece.
1: Yeah, watching. Yeah.
0: Oh. yeah, I mean, going back to sort of the, the 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 Klaus Kinski version where he plays Orlok, he's fantastic casting as well. You know, very, I mean, very. if ever there's a man who actually really did look like a vampire, it is Klaus Kinski.
1: Yes, definitely. This person must have had vampires in his bloodline. Let's trace it back and see who was his great, great, great grandparents. Well, that's it. I mean, find some interesting stuff. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, some people are born for these rules. Yeah. I mean, and he's like, yeah, sure. Tell me. He's
0: born to sort of play, well, was born to play unhinged characters, you know, and because he's just got that look of craziness in his eyes.
1: Kind of like exactly like, oh my God, I wanna to remember too the actor who made The Man Who Laughs.
0: Oh, yes. I wanna
1: remember his name, oh my God. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he was a great one as well. Like, I think there's Boris Karlov. This one was also scary, playing all the scary monsters. Is, Hammer, it, of- is it Conrad Vect? conrad conrad was born to do these kind of yeah i love him so much he's insane i love the man who laughs i'm obsessed with this movie i'll tell you that it's a silent movie i'm obsessed with that but seriously you look at him and you're like man who are you kind of like the actress who plays the nun in the conjuring movies she's so like (laughs) i think i read that the director cast her because she was like coming to meet him about the role and almost gave him a heart attack Right, <laughs> I felt like, oh my god, I I would get it if I met her too.
0: <laughs> that's either a really good thing that you can hear as an actor, or a really bad thing. One one or the other.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So going back to your three films, one of the things I've noticed with The Evil Dead and The Babadook in particular, they're they're almost haunted house films you know, where, where it's, it's people in one location and the terror is sort of coming from within where they live. Is, is is that sort of a genre that you like?
1: Yeah. Very much. And it scares me. The familiar. Like sometimes we're not afraid of the unfamiliar, we're afraid of the familiar. Like I remember I was having this conversation with my sister and she told me, you know, why his movies are so scary, Sam Raimi, because he takes some sort of evil concepts and themes and puts them into film and we were talking about the evil dad that the idea of you going with a bunch of buddies and you end up murdering them like they end up turning on you and eating you sort of and then you have to kill them or a mother and a kid and the house itself the house itself was trapping you sometimes you feel trapped by your house you feel trapped by isolation and uh, trapped by like I told you something like motherhood and being a mother and all the duties it puts on you and at the same time Nosferatu like First of all, where is the danger coming from? Can the danger be two places at the same time? Did the separation of the lovers cause them both to be in danger? And the idea that something like a vampire can creep into your house and you cannot, you're so vulnerable, you cannot kind of like um, put off the danger, you know, they cannot send it back. So I love this genre so much. I love the fear of the familiar versus the unfamiliar.
0: Well, that's it. And also the fear of darkness there's that bit in the the Babadook, I think she's lying in bed.
1: yes,
0: and sort of imagine you know the, the the creature in the room. And I mean, and that's some some of the scariest stuff I've seen in a in a movie in the last you know twenty five years, whatever it might be. you know, it's it's really terrifying. that fear of the dark.
1: Definitely, definitely. And I have, I think there's this movie too that I wanted to add, but then I was limited to three. It was called Lights Out. And i had seen the original short one and then the feature. But the idea of what lies in the shadow and why, when I open the lights, nothing is here. When I turn it, the it. is the darkness, of course. I think it also plays on our primitive yes. fear of darkness when we were Back then our collective consciousness from our ancestors when they used to be trapped in forests, afraid of the dark and what it might bring them. So I love this too.
0: The primal fear, even for for children, you know, what's under the bed, what's what's in the closet, that sort of thing, which which sort of still feeds horror films today. Yep. Totally. Totally. Thank you so much for taking the time today to to join me. Thank you. It was amazing. You've been a, a really good guest, um, fantastic to talk to, and uh, yes, let's do this again.
1: Definitely, I'm in, I'm totally in. I'll just send you what I love talking about, and let's dive in.
0: Let's do that. Anyway, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Niall.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Movies and Focus podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to tell your friends about it. That's it for this time. I'll see you at the movies.